Welcome to Neighbor to Neighbor, a podcast focused on highlighting extraordinary individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ, a not-for-profit cooperative credit union based in Bellingham, Washington. My name is Keith Mater, and on this episode of Neighbor to Neighbor, I speak with Kate Whiteside, the Executive Director for the Max Hidby Center. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. My pleasure. Happy to be here. As we always do, why don't we start off right at the top. Okay. What is the Max Higby Center? So the Max Higby Center is a nonprofit here in Bellingham, and we serve all of Whatcom County by providing uh, community-based recreation programs for teens and adults with developmental disabilities. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, tell me more about the programs that you guys offer. Yeah, so the programs... Um, Oh gosh, so they are based in recreation and social opportunities for people to have fun together and to build friendships. And at the core of our programs is inclusion. That is our our key value is inclusion so that every person who walks in the door feels accepted and welcomed and included in Max Higby Center. And then we take that out into the community so that people are welcomed in the community that they live in. And so then they get to participate in the community and and build a really rich and and meaningful and self-directed life. So that's kind of the the <laughs> big picture, overview. high level, yeah. What's an example of like one specific program? Like that we do okay. this one you know, just kind of get the nitty gritty there. Yeah, so let's see. One of our programs is healthy lifestyles. And so that's about building health. And mm. Um, we do things like yoga and exercise classes. Um, one of our key partners is the YMCA. And the Y gives us discounted YMCA memberships for Max Higby Center members to then access the YMCA's facility and exercise classes. And Max Higby Center pays for those memberships at a discounted rate so that it's free. Mm-hmm. Um, because access to the community and, and different facilities and opportunities, that's that's sometimes a huge barrier for people with disabilities, is just limited opportunities and limited access. So Max Higby Center plays that role of diminishing the barriers to accessing the community. So Healthy Lifestyles, that's one of our programs. It's all about promoting and building health, um, emotional, physical health. And then another program is our after-school program where we serve teens. Um, and so they the teens in special education classes can take the bus or walk or, or get a ride to Max Higby Center after school. And then they are able to continue their learning, work on homework with support from our staff, um, engage in the community, socialize with peers, and just kind of, you know, get a feel for Max Higby Center so that post-graduation, there is awareness that this is a resource available to them. Right. They yeah. kind of say, what's the next step? At yeah. least I have this as a resource that I can kind of have this be a part of my life. Right, exactly. Cool. Uh, we often hear a term called a service cliff where there's an abundance of services for um, for toddlers and infants um, and all the way through K through 12. And then once folks graduate from um, f- from public education, there's, there's that service cliff of, where did all of my supports go? Yeah. Um, so Max Higby Center is able to step in and say, we're here, we'll serve you through through life. Yeah. So I think that, that plays pretty well into my next question, which is, okay. you know, tell me about the need of this in our community. So uh, the service cliff is a, is a great example of that, but, mm-hmm. you know, do you feel like there's, that you're serving all the people you 
that need this service or do you feel like there's a wait list? Like what's the need look like in our community? Yeah, so the need is great in our community and it's growing in COVID. Um, so in Whatcom County, there is just over 21,000 people with a disability in Whatcom County. And there's, um, I think, let's see, 2,700 people with a developmental disability in Whatcom County. So there, there's a lot of our community members with disabilities who need some extra support. And um, generally, people with disabilities experience a lot of barriers to social inclusion, to learning opportunities, to employment opportunities. Folks with disabilities are some of the most financially constrained individuals in our communities. So there's just this myriad of barriers for that people with disabilities specifically experience. And it's important to have services like Max Higby Center that say, um, we will work to reduce some of these barriers and provide um, individualized and unique support so that you can access your community, you can build friendships, um, and you can have the same opportunities that everyone in our community enjoys. Uh, so that, that's why Max Higby Center is so important, is to create that inclusion that, you know, an, an opportunity that doesn't otherwise exist. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I guess I want to kind of understand a little bit where you're at, where the programs are at. Um, so talk to me about right now. What, so what, are, what are some of the, the current things that you guys are working on? Mm -hmm. And maybe some, what are some, some past wins or some, some recent developments for you guys? Yes, we have some big recent developments. So I'm excited to share that. Um, so Max Higby Center has been around for 35 years. Yeah. And we have operated with just on a shoestring budget. We've been a very small, generally under-resourced um, nonprofit here in town. But in the last few years, we've, we've really started to grow as an organization. And we've had some opportunities um, to expand. And so in 2018, we had to implement a waiting list for the very first time in the history mm -hmm. of Max Higby Center. So um, we just were at capacity because of our physical space. It was, I think we had 1,600 square feet for programs, which is teeny tiny, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. enough space. And um, we had to start turning people away and say, we'll put you on a wait list. And that was particularly hard because there isn't another resource like Max Higby Center in Whatcom County. So when we say we have to put you on a wait list, there's not another resource that's that's the same as Max Higby Center to refer people to. So that's when the board and our staff and our community said, all right, we've got to do something about this. Max Higby Center needs a bigger space so that we can eliminate that waiting list. And we've been working on a two-year capital campaign to um, renovate and move into an, a new space. And we just finished about a month ago. Um, awesome. I know. We're, I'm so excited. So exciting. It's triple the space. It's right wow. downtown. Mm -hmm. It's on the corner of State and Magnolia. So it's one block from the bus station, which is really important yeah. for the folks that we serve to have access to that transportation hub. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it's, it's huge. It has a full kitchen. It has a classroom for workshops and classes and our after school program. It's just really going to step up our service delivery and then it will allow us to eliminate that waiting list that we have. Right now there are 56 individuals on our waiting list um, who would like to access our services. So, so exciting. That's going to be a huge achievement to say, welcome. Yeah, yeah. no more wait lists, <laughs> yeah. hopefully. Yes, yeah. Uh -huh. 
So COVID, I'm sure that that has probably changed things for the Max Higby Center. Can you talk to me about what it looks like and what you guys have done? Yeah, absolutely. It has definitely changed things for Max Higby Center. Um, like every organization, we've shifted and pivoted what our service delivery looks like. And so right now in COVID, we've canceled all of our group programs and we hold those group programs virtually. So three times a day, we have a Zoom activity or class happening. So people have three opportunities to log into Zoom, to um, socialize with their friends, to do fun activities like cooking, music, book club, yoga. And so these Zoom classes, um, we've heard, have been really meaningful to our members uh, to understand what's going on with the pandemic, to learn um, what's happening in our community and in our world right now, and then also to have that sense of community and that sense of belonging. We know how important it is to have social connections right now, and the isolation that everybody is feeling is really hard. But people with disabilities, I think, are feeling isolation disproportionately. And so there's even more isolation happening for folks with disabilities. And these virtual programs are a way to keep connected and keep healthy. Um, I'll give an example. Uh, one of our members, he uh, all of a sudden lost his routine like everybody, mm -hmm. didn't have work, didn't have Max Higby Center, wasn't seeing his friends, and he did not know why. He did not have the cognitive ability mm -hmm. to understand the wide sweeping effects of COVID and these you know, complex new rules that we were all living by overnight all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And so his mom said that it was just really hard on their entire family. He, he was you know, becoming depressed and anxious. Mm -hmm. um, it was tough for her as a caregiver um, to provide support and, to, and just to see that you know, light drain out of his eyes. And she said things really changed in April when Max Higby Center figured out how to transfer our programs to online platforms mm. where he could log on have some time away from his family to help with those family dynamics. Yeah. And then also see his friends on Zoom with him to understand, oh, everybody's life has changed. It's not just me. Gotcha. I'm not alone. This is these these changes are across our whole community. And I can see now my friends are on Zoom. They're not at Max Higby Center without mm. me, like I had initially feared. Yeah. Um and, and now I have this opportunity to connect and um and do some fun things with my friends. That's and so cool. that's that's one of the ways that our, our services have changed is, is we've pivoted to virtual programming. And then we also provide one-on-one -on -one programming. Oh. So one staff to one member out in the community mm -hmm. outside. So doing hikes and walks and, of course, socially distanced with masks. Um, and just spending time together, having that in-person connection right now. It's yeah. really important. Um, and, you know, some... For some folks, virtual programs just don't work. Um, either there's barriers to access or just people, some people prefer not to, mm. to engage on, on virtual programs. So it's, it is important for us to, to offer those one-on-one -on -one opportunities. Great. Well, that's, yeah. that's awesome that you guys have been able to uh, pivot and, and find a way to serve. And it's obviously it's difficult, but mm -hmm. uh, it's cool that you guys were able to, to put some of that stuff together. Yeah, we're really happy to be able to to provide services. I, they're needed now more than ever, and so it's important that we we maintain a continuity of supports during these really difficult times. Awesome. Yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about our big partnership, and that is April Brews Day. 
I understand that April Brews Day is, is, has been at least your largest fundraiser. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk to me about kind of where that came from, what your ho- hopes are for April Brews Day in the future? Things like that. Yeah, yeah. So April Brews Day has just a, a really cool history. I love it. Um, so Max Higby Center, let's see, 20 years ago, like I said, was really small, an under-resourced organization. And at that time, financially, we were really struggling. And I think the board at that time questioned if this was a viable operation and if this organization, if it would be able to be to be sustained. And so... The board recognized that the center was in a a pretty uh, dire financial position and said, we've got to create a fundraiser. And one of our board members, she loves beer. (laughs) And and I think at the time it was just Chuckanut Brewery and Boundary Bay Brewery. Mm. Those were the the only two breweries in Bellingham, which is hard to believe now with the the number of breweries these days. Um, But I, I think our board member just had kind of this love and passion for beer and then maybe some foresight that other people love craft beer and that this is going to be an industry in Bellingham that grows. And so she started April Brews Day 20 years ago. And I think it was just a couple hundred people and a lot of fun. And then each year it's just grown and grown and grown. And so now April Brews Day, typically before COVID, (laughs) was this giant community event a huge festival that celebrated craft beer as part of Bellingham culture and raised a lot of money for Max Higby Center. It brought in, you know, nearly 40% of our annual budget. And so it was a really important, it is a really important fundraiser for Max Higby Center. And Wiku's sponsorship as our title sponsor, I think has taken April Brews Day to that next level. It's, it's put it on the map even more. Awesome. Um, and so that partnership has been really wonderful to see the last couple of years just to, to grow the event and to increase the quality of the event and the experience. I think um, everybody who's gone in the last couple of years has, has noted the experience has improved. And that's what we're going for is just a high quality experience. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, I love hypotheticals because I okay. think they're fun. Yeah. Um, so if you had... $2 million right now, and you had to spend it on the Max Higby Center, what would you spend it on? Oh, gosh. Just a lot of fun art supplies. <laughs> yeah. We do a lot of art classes and, and different workshops and dance classes, so it'd be fun to invest just in more community partnerships to bring people in to have really diverse um, and engaging programming and, and just increase those community partnerships that are so important and vital to our programs and, and really make our programs vibrant. Um, okay, but I'm going to try and think bigger here because $2 million is a lot of money and I think I could spend it on more than just art supplies and, yeah. and workshops. I think if I had $2 million, I would invest in making Max Higby Center a model for other communities mm. to follow and just create some some resources and, um, and, and package Max Higby Center as like a blueprint for other communities to follow and even to do more satellites throughout Whatcom County cool. so that we could serve, you know, um, folks who are, are further out in the county and maybe can't access, you know, downtown Bellingham as frequently or as well. But I, I really believe that every community needs to increase its capacity to welcome all of its community members. Um, you know, I see a lot of work in 
diversity, equity, and inclusion right now, and I think that's wonderful, and I think it's because we all are deepening our understanding that when you include and welcome every single community member, your community is stronger, and it's better for it, and so Max Higby Center, I think, plays a really important role in that work, and I'd like to see that in every community. I've lived in Yakima, in Reno, and a variety of other places, and I have yet to come across something similar, you know, to Max Higby Center. So mm-hmm. I, if I had $2 million, I would um, just expand our reach that way and say, cool. let us support all the other communities to create something like this. Love that. Okay, last wow. question. We'll keep this brief. Okay. Um, what do you hope the Max Higby Center looks like in 20 years? And it might be the exact same thing that you just said, reaching different communities. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I, I think I, I think that's really what I would love to see is, yeah. is more Max Higby Centers or, you know, organizations like Max Higby Center yeah. and, and throughout all of the communities. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's been such an honor to kind of achieve some of that through this new space. Um, you know, thinking back when I started five years ago, this this was the vision, was to have a, a permanent, downtown, visible, accessible, welcoming space. Um, and so it's just, it's such an honor to, to be able to see some of that happen. Um, I think growth is just always going to be top of mind, is how do we increase that reach? How do we diversify our programs? Like I said, there's uh, 2,700 people with a developmental disability in Whatcom County. How do we serve all of those yes. those folks? We are reaching a small fraction of of those folks right now. And and not to say that Max Higby Center should be a catch all. Everybody has their own needs and desires and preferences. But I think I think we could continue to increase our reach so that everybody has that opportunity. Well, Kate, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. My pleasure, Keith. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to Neighbor to Neighbor, a community-driven conversation highlighting individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ. Unless specifically stated otherwise, WeQ does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast, and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement.